set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys, and welcome to Black Girl Film Club, a movie podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's motherfucking episode, we're going to be talking about motherfucking Dolomite from 1975, directed by D'Urville Martin. And I love this movie. Like, I'm just going to, like, from jump, this was a cinematic masterpiece. I loved every motherfucking moment. I was watching it, practicing my motherfuckers, as you can see. And I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, oh my God, I loved it. So I, okay. So like every month, it seems like we come up with a theme. Mm-hmm. And this month, we decided to watch black exploitation movies. And... I I thought this would be a good idea because like the country was built on the black backs of blacks and we mm-hmm. should celebrate our heritage by watching some really fine cinema. So like me personally, I've I haven't had much to like I haven't watched many black exploitation movies. I've like a, <laughs> like known about them because I'm a black woman. So mm-hmm. They're like part of the culture, but I had never really sat down and watched them like while paying attention. Like I have seen them before. Like I've seen like Watermelon Man, which is a movie that I absolutely love. Another movie I probably shouldn't have watched when I was that age that I saw it. I was like 10, but it was like really interesting to me. Um, But I don't, know how we settled on dolomite i don't know either honestly i think we just were like going through we went through a lot of movies actually (laughs) we did because we went through some of the stuff on filmstruck uh Mm -hmm. which has at least i think like six movies on there they have like a whole section and then we went we discovered um amazon's stunning content (laughs) yes Y'all, y'all got, like, if you go into the depths of Amazon and the channels they have on Prime, there's one called Brown Sugar. (laughs) It is worth the $4 a month because it has so many movies. Like, me and, like, we were doing our research and I kept scrolling and screaming, like, oh my God, Ashley! Oh my God! Oh my God! Like, it was so much good stuff. So, Amazon not paying us, but y'all should look into Brown Sugar. $4. $4. You can watch Dolomite. You can watch Petey Wheatstraw. You can watch Watermelon Man. You gotta watch. You can watch this movie that I haven't watched about Method Man as a lonely mortician. Um, I feel like he might be fucking corpses. I hope oh, not. No. We'll oh, no. I'll let you guys know <laughs> when I watch it. Because it looks so bad, so naturally I have to watch it. But yeah, Brown Sugar, Amazon. Go get it. <laughs> Our non-sponsored review. <laughs> this is like Greg and Vanessa. <laughs> <Greg and Vanessa. laughs> okay. 
Yes, we emulate Greg and Vanessa. And those are our guardians, our spiritual <laughs> podcast guardians. <laughs> they don't know us, but we know them. <laughs> we do. We love Greg and Vanessa. Our park best podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The giggles. Too much. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't remember how we, how we settled on Dolomite. Honestly, I think, uh, between the ones that were there, I think it seemed the most comedic, maybe I might be wrong. I know definitely I really wanted to do something with Pam Greer and they didn't have those on Filmstruck, which is why we're going to do Foxy Brown later on, which I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't really know that much about Dolomite. I've heard um, recently that they're going to do, I think Netflix is doing something with Eddie Murphy. On, <laughs> on, but it's I not, it's it. not the, it's not the actual like Dolomite character. It's it's going to be Rudy Ray Moore who it, who's plays Dolomite. So I think it's supposed to be like on his life and not necessarily not the character because at first i was like are they gonna remake this and then i kind of uh did a little googling and figured that out so for those who aren't familiar with dolomite the story like is pretty simple we well is it simple um Uh. this is something i noticed i'm gonna talk about it maybe a little bit later when we talk about something else but like mm-hmm. when i i watched a couple what's considered black exploitation movies like i once i found brown sugar i was like oh my god i got watermelon man so i'm gonna watch watermelon man and then i watched this other movie called pretty little like poor pretty eddie um mm-hmm. because it had leslie uggams in it so i watched it and watching like dolomite and then another movie we're gonna talk about a little later i realized that a lot of black exploitation movies don't have coherent plots like i feel like yeah it's they don't a lot of things going on at the same time and it seems like when you're watching it and you're looking at how it's edited together it looks like either there wasn't enough time or maybe not enough resources to pull things together as tightly as it probably needed to be. Mm-hmm. So like I watched Dolomite twice. The first time I watched it, I watched it on 4th of July and I was like, I love America just because of black people. Um, <laughs> so like I was watching this like, oh my God, yes. But I realized I wasn't, getting all the information that I needed to figure out how the story was progressing. Um, I watched it again and I got a clearer picture, but I just realized like, it's not really coherent. Um, But like, if you could distill like the storyline, like what would you say it would be about Ashley? Um, Well, so I did a lot of, looking and researching so i have actually a a large background (laughs) of um dolomite and like exploitation films and black exploitation specifically but i guess the plot of dolomite in a nutshell would be that dolomite is a pimp and a nightclub owner he has been framed for (laughs) drug possession um by another like rival pimp named willie green 
and Dolomite is released from jail uh, with the, I guess, um, the caveat that he has to figure out, um, I guess, who is supplying Willie Green and the neighborhood um, in L.A. with, like, guns and drugs, because I guess they assume since they arrested Dolomite that they're the drug... um, I guess the drug levels or <laughs> the drug use in the neighborhood would decline, but it did not. It got worse. So Dolomite is on a mission to figure out, I guess, exactly the circumstances of him being set up and also who's supplying um, Willie Green with the the power and backing to make all of this happen and also sort of reestablish himself in his neighborhood as the resident pimp of his block uh but yeah it, that sounds simple on paper but once you get into it there's just so much that happens that you kind of have to figure out like what what does this mean what what is this uh, <laughs> what is the purpose of this <laughs> exactly um there's a lot of scenes where i was kind of like who is that and why is it happening and does this need to be here sometimes it doesn't need to be here sometimes it's just funny i guess or done for comedic purposes and sometimes it's just like just excess <laughs> just excess oh my God. stuff <laughs> it's uh, great y'all it's great yeah there's a lot that happens so i guess i guess i can go into the background a little bit or a lot of okay. it because i have i have quite a lot um <laughs> so we mentioned rudy ray moore um he is uh, he plays Dolomite and he is a comedian and the character of Dolomite was based off of like stories he would hear of like a of like a pimp and a hustler named Dolomite and he decided to base part of his comedy act on this character so it's essentially like his sort of like alter ego and it and he actually played this character like on his like first comedy album that came out in like 1970 I mm-hmm. believe 1970 and uh so he uses this he uses this character in his act dolomite actually has like sequels which i didn't realize so i know one is like shaolin dolomite or yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like, oh my god or karate oh, yeah. and... mm-hmm. so there's okay so there's the human tornado which is released in 76 so that's like the year later, which is really fast for sequels, I feel like, mm-hmm. even if you're, you know, making them with, like, lots of Hollywood money. Um, and then they had a second sequel, which is The Return of Dolomite, which was released not till like, 2002. Um, and was, like, re- renamed The Dolomite Explosion. So I don't know who starred in these or um, who was involved. I know that Rudy Raymore was in Shaolin. Dolomite, which is very fun because I like the the crossovers with like black exploitation films and like kung fu. They have like a really like I feel like they have a close bond. Like and you see that in, in other um parts of like black culture because the last dragon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last dragon Wu Tang Clan's whole thing was based off of old kung fu movies and that um. And that sort of stuff. So, um, oh, oh, and one big fun fact that I did not realize and now I have context for is that scenes from 
Um, Dolomite were actually used in Old Dirty Bastards video for Got Your Money, which is a fucking mm-hmm. classic and a banger. I was listening to it earlier. Still know the Me words. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it upset me a little much because I was like, why do I know the words to this? But it's a banger and, um, you know, rest in peace to ODB. Um, yeah. But yeah, I never, I remember watching that video and being like, what is all this stuff? Because there's no context for it. They just use different scenes from the movie, not even in like chronological order. They're sort of like lined up, um, I synced up with like the the beat at times, but <laughs> you can just kind of see like the legacy, I guess, because uh, I think Got Your Money came out like 98 or something, like this is a long time yes! after. So like you can see like the enduring quality, even though like this is such a like a weird movie. <laughs> Um, and also, I guess Snoop Dogg has referenced yes! Dolomite a few times, a which I don't, I don't know when, I don't have that information, but I know Snoop Dogg has the whole pimp persona as well. <laughs> but like, okay, so when watching this, like, I mentioned that, like, oh my God, Black people are so great. When I, Like, that's the feeling that I got when mm-hmm. watching it. And honestly, it made me understand black cinema better Mm -hmm. because you can like you see the influence of these movies in um black culture especially in hip-hop culture yeah especially especially in the 90s which makes sense because because most most of these people yeah they were kids and they would have like uh they would have watched these movies whenever they had time my mom says she's seen dolomite more than once and i was like for what and since when (laughs) like like, in our christian household all those motherfuckers (laughs) who let you do that she didn't tell me who let her watch the movie so i want to know i'm gonna ask her when she gets back from vacation but i was like nobody swears in our house so what are you talking about (laughs) my mom okay like, I hope she doesn't listen because I cuss like her and I don't want her to get on me. But, like, when watching <laughs> when watching Dolomite, I was like, did my mom watch this when she was in high school? Like, did my mom learn how to cuss from Dolomite? Oh, my God. So I went and I was like, so, Mom, I'm watching Dolomite right now. Like, you use motherfucker a lot like him. <laughs> like, you cuss like him. Did you learn from Dolomite? And she said, no, I learned how to cuss from your godmother. And I was like, mm, you did. So let me. So I like text my godmother. I was like, auntie, did y'all, did you watch Dolomite to learn how to cuss? And she was like, yep. And I was like, oh my God, God. are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like when you watch like some of the motherfuckers and some of the wild shit that Dolomite says, They're so I'm like, hard. This sounds like, this sounds like my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, so this all makes sense. But like, (laughs) in terms of Black culture at large, you see like these personas, like you mentioned Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. You hear like the term, well, the first time I feel like I heard the term uh, Joe Blow. I feel like (laughs) I heard that like in a ludicrous song. Joe Blow, I'm a lover man, Joe Blow. No, that's like in a St. Lunatic song, but I digress. Like <laughs> you hear these terms and it's like, okay, I don't get them because I'm like a kid, but mm-hmm. like it's important to me. And one character that like really stuck out for me, which we'll get into him a little later, was the hamburger pimp. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. He was definitely like Ezel the crackhead from Friday. Like that's exactly <laughs> who he reminded me yes. of. Oh my god! And yeah. then I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? Ice Cube and DJ Pooh like probably was raised up on these movies, so like that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that that I guess the influence is very, very powerful. Like when you when you really sit back and you think about it. Because I think at first glance, you're like, oh, this is like from a bygone era. Like nobody does this. But then we just had like a Superfly remake come out like a couple <laughs> weeks ago. It looks it looks ridiculous. I have not watched it. I saw screen caps on Twitter and I thought That's, <laughs> that might be a red box night. <laughs> that, yeah, that, you got to wait for stars on that one. You yeah, wait until stars, stars black. <laughs> A BET blackbuster movie, <laughs> like they chocolate, like chocolate magic, Mike. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot all about that. We have to do Magic Mike one of these days. We have to. Yes. Oh my god, we should do that. We should do chocolate magic Mike and Magic Mike, the original. Oh my god, we have a new, we have a new theme. I'm so proud. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, so I guess so we should we should I guess talk a little bit about like exploitation films as a whole, and then maybe talk about well, of course we should talk about black exploitation, but it it helps to understand what an exploitation film is first of all. So yeah, so at least in my um, quick Wikipedia research, <laughs> uh, an exploitation film is defined as like a film that attempts to make money by exploiting current trends, news events. Uh, niche genres or lurid content. So essentially, these are like B movies, um, mm-hmm. very low quality. Uh, and ex- the exploitation part is described as loosely defined and is usually with the perception rather than the content, although that could be debated versus, you know, with some of the movies that we've watched this weekend. Um, yeah. So they listed like Night of the Living Dead, which is really like a low budget movie, but that's like a huge movie and historically significant because some of these movies, you know, attract critical attention or cult followings, which something like Foxy Brown that has lasting impact. Night of the Living Dead has huge lasting impact that we can see to this day. Uh, Yes. And there's literally all kinds of exploitation films. There's like they listed some. Like the kind of cautionary, like drug and premarital sex movies of like the 30s and 40s. So, like, don't get pregnant without being married, kind of thing. And there's cannibal exploitation films. Don't, y'all, don't watch Cannibal Holocaust. Don't Don't watch Cannibal Holocaust. I'm scared. I kind of want to watch it, but I also am scared. No, no. Because it seems it that that right there seems exploitative to like the actual cast because there's um what is it like set in like an amazonian mm-hmm. like village with people who haven't ever like they don't have a lot of contact with western society basically and there's what happens like something they did something to like an animal in that movie and yes yeah. no that feels I... exploitative to the actual cast members and they probably weren't even paid or negotiated with or any of that i'm sure they just walked up in there like hey we're filming <laughs> so don't don't do it y'all trust me trust one. me don't do it 
Brittany's seen it. <laughs> um, they also list slasher films. Uh, there's yes. sexploitation. There's Nazi exploitation, which is weird. Yeah. And also, like, you- Ilsa, Ilsa, uh, Queen of the SS or some shit. It's a lot that. of Ilsa, She Wolf of the SS. It's like, I haven't seen it because I, you know, Nazis. Sometimes I gotta reel myself back because <laughs> sometimes, okay, y'all, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna be real because that's who I am. Sometimes I hear like things are really bad. Like this is the most like shocking, horrible movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And then I go like, I bet it, I bet they lying. They lying. It's not that yeah. bad. And then I go lying. and watch it. And then I, I'm like, oh, so Cannibal Holocaust was that bad. Okay. <laughs> um, lesson learned. And I'm not, I'm not gonna say the worst movie that people said like it's terrible do not watch it it's disgusting um that i was like it's not that yes it was i'm not gonna say what it was because i don't want y'all to judge me but avoid it if it comes up in conversation just be like "Mm -mm." you'll figure out what it is i'm sure which one it is i know (laughs) like "Mm -mm." don't do it don't do it don't i judged you when you first told me so (laughs) you don't have to worry about that for me (laughs) <laughs> that was a lesson learned the hard way. It, when people say it's that bad, it's that bad. It's that bad. Mm. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So there's all kinds of films. Those Nazi exploitation films. There's like a bunch on the <laughs> horror section of Netflix. Have you seen those like zombie Nazi movies on nope, Netflix? Nope, I refuse to go over there. Like I was looking nope. for horror movies like in October or whatever, trying to like, you know, make a whole film list or whatever. And I was like, there's like six of these Nazi zombie things. And they're just like SS officers that are members of the undead. Like, <laughs> like who thought of this and then financed it and then let it be made? Like that costs yeah. money to do. <laughs> I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so within these like subgenres uh, of exploitation films is black exploitation. So that is loosely dis- defined as an ethnic subgenre, real ethnic, <laughs> originally made for an urban black audience. So the niggas. <laughs> <laughs> that use that usually use stereotypical characterizations of black people. So you have all kinds. Like we've mentioned, like the pimp and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of these movies kind of have that sort of vibe or sort of revolve around like drugs in the community um bad neighborhoods that kind of thing uh but these films were among like the first to have like all black characters to be set in like black neighborhoods um and the subjects of the films are actually like the heroes so there's happy endings in these movies (laughs) for some of them um Mm. Which is like a, it's a big deal because I think the the one movie I can think of pre-black exploitation and like pre-the 70s is Carmen Jones. That's the only one I can think of. And I have not seen that movie and I don't think it ends happily. So no, I don't. It, it does not actually. It does not at all. So that it is, it, it, it's like a kind of like a, a, a catch-22. Like you get the whole uh, all-black cast, but then it ends terribly. So uh, so yeah, so this is like a big deal for people, especially like post civil rights. Um, and 
these are also the first movies to use like soul music and funk music. So this is like an all black thing. Like this is not, you know, black people with like an orchestral background. Like this is the music that black people were listening to. These are hairstyles black people were wearing. These are the clothes in some aspects that black people were wearing, give or take a few pimp suits. <laughs> so like this is a big deal because as you essentially seeing you know, your neighborhood and your culture on the big screen. So um, the LA chapter of the NAACP, uh, the head of that chapter coined the term black exploitation. And it's largely thought that, or at least the two movies that get the most credit for starting um, this genre are Sweet Sweet Max <laughs> Badass Song. <laughs> <laughs> and Shaft, which were both released in 71. Um, we watched Sweet Sweetback's badass song. We, we're gonna we we're gonna did. talk about it. Um, if yeah. you follow us on Twitter, you may have already seen the, our reactions. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the typical black exploitation film set in like a poor black neighborhood usually dealing with drugs and crime so that's where the stereotypes come from because that's not everybody's life but um and julie set like the northeast or the west coast um there's some set in the south such as like mandingo um <laughs> and they usually feature a protagonist overcoming the man or other symbols of like white supremacy so there's like racial profiling there's uh, drugs being fed in the community there's the corrupt government you things that you know we're still very much dealing with <laughs> in 2018 <laughs> um yeah and then many of the protagonists are pimps or at least the male protagonists um and there's like a always the connection to like sex workers and brothels and things i don't really know how common those were in the 70s or was it just that was like the setting that always seemed to work. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how true to life that is. Um, and I don't really have anybody I can ask. I can't really ask my mom about <laughs> brothels. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> just can't do it. So, um, so yeah, people, uh, you know, commonly use words like hockey and cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Which has her dull side. It makes Bruh. me laugh. I'm sorry. It was funny. Sorry, sorry, sorry I, my white friends. Sorry, white every friends. Every time I hear sorry. the word honky, I think of George Jefferson. That's <laughs> always the one I always think of. Because he used to let that shit fly. <laughs> so um so black exploitation movies actually have like a kind of a close connection with like the black power movement. Um, mainly because they highlighted struggles of black people, such as, you know, the racial profiling, etc. Um, and some of them follow the ideal ideological. Oh my god, I can't say the word. I'm so sorry. But the rhetoric of the Black Power movement and sometimes Marxism. So, like, Sweet Sweetback's badass song was actually um, praised by the Black Power Party um, for just showing like a black man on screen being like a hero in aspects and. Uh, it said that they made it required viewing, which is nice, but uh, also gives me pause. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, uh, you know why. If you've seen the movie, you know why it gives me pause, <laughs> which we are going to discuss. 
okay? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so it's like this movie is like Superfly, kind of soften this rhetoric and encourage transforming society within capitalism, which is kind of a thing that people still suggest today. Which I mean, <sighs> uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course the crossover moment with kung fu movies which we kind of discussed um so influence and legacy like we said black exploitation has a huge influence on the culture uh especially like in yes. the 90s but even up till now um so we have to mention one director i'm so sorry you mean this motherfucker <laughs> Which one are you going to say? I was going to say Tarantino. I am going to also say Tarantino. He Okay, so, Ashley, okay, you're kind of, this is a question that I asked myself when I was watching this. We, guys, we're going to talk about Dolomite, but we got to, we got to teach y'all some stuff. So it just can't be us, well, me saying motherfuckers a lot. Y'all got to learn. Y'all got (laughs) to learn today. But like. Do you find like when you're talking to people who consider themselves cinephiles or people who are like, I love film. I just love it so much. Do you find that they hardly ever say like a black film is their favorite? Oh, like, yeah. No, hardly ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like somebody will say Jackie Brown is a cinematic masterpiece over Foxy Brown. Like, I feel like Black films that are palatable to white people have more prestige than Black, you know, regular Black films. Like, movies like Moonlight, you know? Yeah. Like, Like, I feel like, for me... Definitely, I've never seen like any of these movies. I mean, maybe Shaft. Mm. Never like listed in like a like you know the big sort of these are the top you know movies that you need to see before you die kind of thing. Like I've never seen hardly any movies with all black cast or probably ever have seen. And even like myself, like, I have to catch myself because I like a lot of movies that I, like, usually have white casts in them. Um, and it's not something, like, I try to do, like, consciously. But it's, I think, pars- possibly it's because of just what I've seen. Because I don't have, like, a huge knowledge of black exploitation films. I know of them. I just don't, I've, I've never had, like, the opportunity to, like, sit in and watch them until now. And I probably should watch more. But I definitely don't know any cinephiles especially like male cinephiles i feel Uh, like it's very like niche the thing about tarantino is that as much as we like you know as much as tarantino is so (laughs) tarantino-y like he basically grew up watching these movies so that's how he has digested them so i think someone who like him who would who knows a lot about movies that you can just sort of see it rating rating off of his pores about how much his knowledge of film and stuff, I feel like that's mm-hmm. very specific. Whether it's like as you know, your rant, your regular guy who goes to the movies, especially like nowadays, like I don't think they have the 
I don't want to say the access to, but I don't even know if they're like, it's encouraged. It's probably not even like encouraged. Honestly, it generally probably isn't encouraged to even like explore these movies. And I don't know if it's because of their like low budgetness or because of the black people in them. Probably mostly that. <laughs> but I've never seen any hmm. of these movies listed on like a big, you know, sort of like, watch this movie. Although, I mean, Somebody out there could probably prove me wrong. I'm proven proven wrong every day, so I don't know. <laughs> I I definitely. But like, you feel what I I'm saying, what right? Saying. Because yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, not if if you ask someone their favorite movie and they tell you "Coming to America," like oh yeah, they'll look at you funny. Like "Coming to America" isn't hilarious. Like it's it's a movie worthy of the accolades that it has received and many more. I feel like a lot of black films just because of them being black films or having subject matter that like deals with the black community and our experiences and how it's a lot of times shit ain't easy. I think a and, lot of that shit goes over their heads too. Like a lot of things <laughs> that in within black culture, I've noticed like more and more recently because I'm like, you don't know what you're talking like. You get white people who have to like white like write about movies or like music, like that City Girls review last week or whatever. When that white girl thought that they were that them saying period was about like menstruation and it's just like a thing that they say they oh. just like saying period at the end of like every sentence. Like that's you know, that's how they just oh, punctuate right. their sentences. And that girl thought that they were promising like you know some sort of body revolution and you know talking about periods and shit and i'm like no we don't care <laughs> some of us just don't give a shit about that it's not like a thing that we really i mean yeah there's black girls here you know you know pussy power or whatever but like yeah. that's that's not <laughs> that's not what that i i don't know how she got that she, that's what she put in her review so i think i think part of it is like it, there's so much about black culture that goes over white people's heads, even though they swear down that they they know and they kind of, especially with how ubiquitous like black culture is now, like music and stuff. Like it, it's very much a part of like everyday culture, but really, <laughs> a lot of white people yeah. have no idea what they're talking about. So I don't know if it's that kind of thing too, but I definitely think that this is sort of like a, like an underrated genre film. And I don't know if it's- I, I'm going to say it is yeah. like black film in general. Yeah. It, you, you see that in award ceremonies all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And okay. I'm not, I'm not going to get on this soapbox. I'm going to just tip, let me put a toe on it real quick. But a lot of times the movies that are black films that you do see receiving like uh, Emmy nods, wait, no, Emmy is TV, but Golden Globes and Oscars and all that stuff, it's, they're not good movies most of the time. Like, or they're white, they're savior, white savior movies, yes. which I can't stand. Like, fucking Precious. Precious 
This bitch stole a bucket of chicken and ate it while running. That was um, such a hard movie to watch, man. I don't even, I've only seen it once and I was like, this is too much for me. <laughs> this is way too much. <laughs> like, it's always like something like really extra, like super extra, like the color purple extra. The only movie like in recent years that I like have it got its roses the way it was supposed to that wasn't extremely extra and depressing it had its moments but it was moonlight like moonlight was like one of them little like white people dramas about some shit that happens that you see get like love all over the place yeah and i'm glad it won over stupid ass la la land okay okay (laughs) okay let's get back to my almost step down okay uh okay so where was i oh um tarantino so tarantino who is a director whose filmmaking style is very blatant which i've always kind of liked that about his work is that he's he's very much like i like this type of movie so i'm going to make this type of movie and i'm going to make callbacks that are very very blatantly direct callbacks to this movie like when i watched kill bill in the theater and they and and alamo draft house showed um scenes from like lady snowblood which has like a huge influence on kill bill i was like oh i get it i see what he was doing like it's 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 kind of cool at least from my perspective it's cool for me to see um so he's got nods of course to jackie brown um he's got which he actually wrote that specifically for pam greer uh there's stuff in like reservoir dogs they've got people watching um i think there's like a song or they're discussing or watching a movie in true romance like this it comes up a lot in his work which i mean for better for worse (laughs) because (laughs) tarantino oh my god so there's a bunch of like non-black exploitation movies that have also come up so there's you're gonna laugh at some of these so this undercover brother which i've seen more than enough times i don't know how i love that movie it's it is still pretty funny um austin powers and gold member um Mm -hmm. i guess they listed django unchained which i guess has um i mean i can see it um there's the shaft remake Django whoops like fucking a slave master like he did like don't he beat the slave master he did he shot and he shot that one lady (laughs) he shot that one lady she went flying into the next room and I cackled I was the only one I was the only one in the theater that laughed my fucking head off (laughs) that's a very black exploitation bruh yeah um there's what? Like a Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Okay, so yeah, we got to get to the, the parody. So there's I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. There's um, Pootie Tang. Undercover Brother falls into this. There's Black Dynamite, um, which I didn't know was a movie and an animated show. I only thought it was like a movie. Uh, or sorry, an animated show. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I listed <laughs> The Chappelle Show, The Time Haters, and The Play Haters Ball. I fucking got it. <laughs> We're the time haters and we come all the way back in time to call you a cracker. <laughs> I watched that earlier today and I was like, damn, it still holds up. Holy shit. It's been like 10 years and it's still great. <laughs> um, and there's also, um, for one final character, um, there's Jerome on Martin, which is kind of a huge parody. Like, <laughs> True player from the Himalayas. <laughs> yes. 
every single pimp <laughs> every single pimp character you've ever seen jerome is it <laughs> yes so, and they list dolomite as a parody within this uh i guess list of movies and shows and i kind of would agree because it doesn't feel as like serious as like as sweet sweetback but it doesn't feel <laughs> which is it's kind of weird because it was like made in 1975 so it's like in the like in the height of the of the genre it's definitely a comedy i don't know i mean i don't think it's like i think it's still of the time so i don't even know if they knew it was a parody or were they trying to poke fun I, at the genre or was it just like like this is the thing and it just kind of came out weird yes <laughs> I think it's one of those stories where it's uh-huh. like you trying, got your talent there, they there doing their thing, and it's you. This is just what it is. Yeah, this is how it turned out. Yeah, and you see that with a lot of movies, like mm-hmm. a lot of B movies. You, it they have the best intentions going in, and then that end result is like okay. And they don't have a lot of money. Uh, like they don't yeah. have they don't have enough money to do like you know tons and tons of like shots and and takes and stuff like that so they have to just kind of do what they can with it when they can do it with the money that they have and and they you know what what's on screen is what's on screen <laughs> it, it, it is what it is yeah That's it is what it is, is. so okay <sighs> so i guess we should start <laughs> finally <laughs> we should start okay. talking about that Dolomite. Dolomite opens with Dolomite being called into, I guess, the wardens or the yeah, the the, I was about to say the the principal of the prison, (laughs) the the principal of the prison, (laughs) the principal's office of the prison, and he apparently has an opportunity for Dolomite to um, work with the police and prove his innocence. So apparently. Dolomite was locked up on quote unquote trumped up charges of stolen um, fur coats and narcotics. Yeah. So this is the moment where I was like, oh my God, this movie is amazing. So like (laughs) (laughs) it flashes back and you see Dolomite's arrest. So like these white cops come out, they park in front of Dolomite's house. They, they, one is like, oh, hide behind that tree. So he hide behind the tree and Dolomite comes out like, what's going on? And they're like, we're the FBI, you're under arrest. And he's like, nah. And it was like, open up your trunk. And so he opens up his trunk and they're like, what is this? What is this? And he was like, I don't know. I don't know how they got there. I was like, and he's like, what is this? Dope. So they pull out, like, you literally see like fur coats and dope in the trunk. And <laughs> They was like, come on, Dolomite, you're coming with us. And he says, you gonna have to take me. And he starts karate kicking and fighting the police. These so- karate kicks with this outfit. Can we talk about his outfit? He has like this checkered oh. hat. I don't know if it's like crocheted. It kind of reminded me of like what my grandma would be crocheting over there in the corner sometimes like (laughs) and his his outfit is like i think his like shirt is like black and white and then his pants i think are white white (laughs) it's a whole set like he girls of the wardrobe in the film 
is something to behold. <laughs> so. I said, like, Dolomite dresses, like, every day is Easter Sunday at a Black church. Like, every day. <laughs> it's like pastel suits, hats, just looks. Oh, my God. Looks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ebony Sir Mathis looks every day. Holy shit. And- <laughs> But with the fight choreography in this movie, like none of the punches, they're all fake, duh. But like none of the punches even pretend to connect. Like he'll throw a punch and it'd be like three feet away from the person he punched it. And then that person will fall down. Like in this opening scene, (laughs) he kicks a man into the trunk. And really, the man just flips on it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Did you see when he tossed that white man over like a bush or something? When he tossed him, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, I felt like every time he kicked, he should have been like, "Hi, yeah." Oh God! They should have added the sound effects, like the the pow. Hi, the- yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> that would have that would have made it. That would have really made it because it did seem like he was kind of like. Okay, I do this now, and then I do this, and then I kick this person, and I toss this. And it's like, okay, is no one gonna, none of these are gonna connect, not even a little bit. Everything is. Oh my God. So <laughs> this, this is how he gets arrested. And so then it goes back into the prison, and we meet his number two. His number two is a madam slash worker. Cause she works. She she mentions how her and the girls work. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Queen B, and like, bruh, like, I love this movie, and most of it is because of the acting. Cause she be like, hey, hey, Dolomite, I'm so glad to see you here. Like, we can't wait to have you back at home. Me and the girls, we just been going through it. We got put out our house. We lost our we lost our <laughs> horse. We lost the farm. Dolomite, we just can't wait to have you back, Dolomite. <laughs> like everything is so like if you didn't know the character's Stilted. name is Dolomite the character's name is Dolomite <laughs> thanks Queen B <laughs> when the like the prince the police principal when the police principal says Dolomite we're gonna let you out and Queen B like cut to Queen B and her face is wet and she was like hey Dolomite you getting out you know what I'm so happy I'm just so happy I'm crying Look at me, Dolomite. Just crying. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, Queen B, you are so happy you just crying. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> then, the movie only escalates from here. Mm-hmm. So, does. he gets out of jail, and he is picked up by Queen B in a car full of girls. So they're waiting for him on the outside of jail. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, he like, he on his way out, he's talking shit to the police officers. And he, he was like, y'all bring me a change of clothes. Cause I can't wait to get out of this. Holy shit. And the scene took forever. <laughs> I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they did it because he literally was taking off his clothes in public. Like, I don't know if anybody was, no, they weren't covering him because you know, they had like all no. the, the the prisoners on the other side were like hooting and hollering and shit. And I don't know if it's just because of, like the girls, but like even the guards were like, "Hey, what's going on?" So he <laughs> he like strips his clothes 
long it took him, but then he yelled at that white girl <laughs> for bringing him cotton drawers. And he was like, I don't you wear cotton. You know I don't wear cotton drawers. <laughs> oh, silk oh, underwear it. for Dolomite. Silk only. Oh my god. He was just like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna look good in this. And he like putting up his like a pastel blue suit, like buttoning up his pants, and then he took his like you like his uh uniform from jail and threw it at the officer and was like, You gonna wipe your ass with this rain and shit. And I was like, <laughs> What? He was just like talking to the guards and one of them was like, Yeah, whatever, Dolomite, we're gonna see you back here in a minute. He's like, Nah, Y'all motherfuckers. And shit like that. I was like, oh my God, Dolomite, you're so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they get out of jail. So Dolomite changes into like one of the best suits. It's like really high waist white pants, I think. And a blue jacket. Is that the blue jacket? I just remember it being baby blue. It was, I just remember. And like a hat. Yeah, definitely a hat. No, I think it is. I think it is white pants and a blue blue jacket and some sort of colored hat. Like it was so bright. <laughs> it was so just, it was so very bright. Uh, Dolomite was allegedly framed for stolen furs and dope. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a a plot where the people who framed him, like the police officers. There are police officers, and then there, I think there's like hitmen that are trying to get Dolomite before he could get out. Mm -hmm. So he Loki has a hit out on him and the girls. And when they get out of jail, um, he finds out, like he figures out they're being followed. So he asks the girls to pull over, and um, the the hitmen come and pull up next to the girls and was like, hey, where is Dolomite? Because they're pointing guns at like the girls and they were like, he ain't in here. Mm-hmm. And they look in the car and it was like, he's not in here. And he's like, where's Dolomite? And then Dolomite's like, breathe it down your neck. And he has like a fucking machine gun <laughs> like <laughs> from nowhere. He has a machine gun and he like shoots up the dudes and he kills some of them like immediately and then it's like this one dude that tries to get away and this part had me dying laughing (laughs) so he starts shooting at this man saying I've been wanting I've been waiting wait I've been wanting to see me a hunky dance (laughs) girls look this motherfucker's got rhythm so he's shooting at this man's feet, talking about dance, dance, motherfucking dance. And the man is like, <laughs> the man is dancing, and then he shoots him, and I was like howling, laughing. Like it's like, like the first it, like what like ten minutes. <laughs> it's just so much happens. Yes, like, <laughs> it was so wild, and then I started laughing, and like. The girls get out of the car. They're looking at the man, quote unquote, dance. And the guy like is dying. He's like, help me and help me. And then one of the girls is like, wait, Dolomite. I think I could help this motherfucker. And then she pulls out 
a knife and she's like, huh, yeah, motherfucker. And she walks away. (laughs) (laughs) And then they get in the car and they go home. The, to the club, not the club. The um, uh, I guess the brothel. Yeah, I forget the name of the brothel. The brothel is like the. I know something is named the something experience, but I think that's the yeah, that's the club. But at the brothel, like Dolomite is getting a report from Queen B talking about all the stuff that happened since he's been gone. So since he was locked up, they didn't have really any ways to make money. Um, And so the girls was working on the streets. Everybody was doing the best they can. But as retaliation, the police were like busting them every week. Mm-hmm. And Queen B was like, yeah, they were charging us $5,000 every week, every time we got busted. And eventually we ran out of money. So I guess in a pinch, um, Dolomite's rival, Willie Green, bought the club. And I think he took some of the girls with him. I think and so. And he also, like, they owe him money. They owe him like $50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, for kind of like bailing them out in a time of need. Yeah. And this is another scene in the movie that I absolutely love. Dude, I died. So we we mentioned earlier about there was like a lot of karate Mm -hmm. going on. So Queen Bee is telling the story like, yeah, me and the girls, we had to learn karate to survive. And I forgot what the girl name. I think her name was like Pinky or something. She was with, she was like, yeah, this trick didn't want to pay her no money. And they whooped his ass. <laughs> and the way she said her ass, like, had me dying. So it cut to a scene where, oh, bruh. Yo, okay. I, it just took a turn. <laughs> it took a turn. I was like, wait, what? So uh, the the worker and the trick were like finishing up their thing. And she's like, where's my $100? And he's like, I took back my $100. I'm the Joe, I'm Joe Blow, the love of man. You should be paying me, bitch. And I was like, wait. I was like, did he rob her? Yeah, and then he was like, <laughs> she was like, give me my money. He's like, I ain't giving you my money. And then he was like, here, $2. And go get you some douche powder so you could keep it clean for me. Oh, and I was like, God. what? <laughs> it just what? escalated in such a fashion. I was, like, I was like, oh my God. And he's talking to her like that. And then she just started, hi-ya! And she started, like, <laughs> <laughs> She basically, like, kicked him in the back or something, right? <laughs> Apparently, she kicked him out of the room and then all the girls jumped him. <laughs> and Queen Bee was like really proud of her girls and they're like studying, like learning how to do karate and protect themselves. I mean, like $2 for a $100 job. Like, shut up. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, oh, like he, needed, he needed his ass beat. What are you talking about? $2 for some dish powder? <laughs> dish. <laughs> Vine of that kid. No, that is not a vine. 
Are you messing with Dallas' douche? And he's. Oh my god. Oh, somebody posted on Twitter forever ago. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. My gosh. Why would you do that, though? And that's just so, like... That's so disrespectful. Yeah! That's so disrespectful. So, what is... Like, a whole bunch of shit happens. Um, I feel like the next scene is Dolomite is out and about. Like, the movie has a lot of scenes that don't have Dolomite in them. I feel yeah. like they're just scenes to be scenes. Because, like, I feel like around this time is when we meet the Creeper, a.k.a. the Hamburger Pimp, who is a dope fiend. Yeah. And he is harassing some lady at, like, a food truck, talk, trying to, like, scam his way into some food. And he, he, I feel like this is what, like, Izzel is based on and Tyrone Biggums. Because he talking about, yeah, man, man. Ooh, Tyrone you know, Biggums. <laughs> you know, man, I I just want me some, uh, some, some chicken wings and some french fries. Nigga, you know we ain't got no french fries. <laughs> you right, you ain't got no french fries. <laughs> Like he was talking like that, and he ends up talking his way into some free food, and he comes back later. But that scene doesn't have anything to do with Dolomite. It which doesn't. I, think I was like, I, I guess, I guess. Like established like characterization. Although he's not in the movie that much, he's only there for for very brief seconds. But we we skipped over um we skipped over the. When Willie Green goes to the club and like it's a happy ending place, and not the club, sorry, that it's like was, a massage parlor. That was deg- like disgusting. Okay, like, what was, I was all of that? So disgusted. And like, then, and then also the um uh when he gets <laughs> when he gets cornered to um or Delamite gets cornered by the FBI agents and <laughs> racially profiled by the FBI. But yeah, the the the, the massage parlor. Why? I don't even know what the point of that was at all. That was like another scene. I was I, like, who are these besides Willie Green? Like, who are these people, and for what reason? Was that like Dolomite's club? Like, did was that something that he took over? Maybe it was like another Dolomite, like another business of his. Because it, I don't even know if it was attached to the actual club. I don't even know what why they went there. <laughs> I'm still confused. I watched this movie. I think twice. it was just like. I think it was just like hand jobs. Like I think they just wanted to do hand jobs. I in saw the movie. I saw blowjobs. Yeah, thought, that was happening. Too. I saw somebody get their ass rubbed a lot, and I was like, okay, <laughs> we're doing a lot here, you guys. There, just to warn you guys, there are a lot of like sex scenes. Like there are yeah. like two to three sex scenes. None of them are sexy. Ooh, like no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> none of, like one of them in particular like was filmed like one of them fights like it was choppy and awkward and i was Dude, like Ew. it literally like, went what is happening it literally went from like dolomite and this woman in bed and they're like i guess scooting up to call with each other and there's like a quick like 
you can see somebody like splice the film together because it's really choppy and then and then she's like all panting and stuff and then they they have sex but oh my god i don't know who thought that angle was appropriate <laughs> because it, it was like an attack it was like badly lit like the part with his because you see like dolomites it's supposed to be from the like the point of view of the woman but it's like dolomite over her but he's like not lit right <laughs> it looks very assaulty and kind of scary and i was like oh my god what the fuck <laughs> why would you have that there because it's supposed to be like sexy like it's supposed to be like dolomite still the shit out here but that shit looked very terrifying it was not sexy. No, it was and not. And I think that's when he met up with one of the girls who left him, left their, like, Queen Bee and his girls to go work for Willie Green because she needed money. And yes. I actually was okay with that because he respected it. He's like, you know what? I feel it. I understand. Like, usually in situations like that, like there would be some retaliation because you mm -hmm. were disloyal. Mm -hmm. But he was like, you know, I was gone. You, Green Bee, told me what was happening with y'all. I feel it. Like, I understand completely. You have to have so your I thought money. that was, that was really cool. Yeah. He yeah, you like, need your money. But then he also had like a weird pimp slap moment. But I think it was supposed to be foreplay. I don't know uh, why. I, that was weird. I don't know either. He like slapped like, her. I was like, wait. He literally like back like, You go get this, and I yeah. was like, "Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> so, it was so aggressive. It was so aggressive. Yeah, it, was, it was so gross. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the part with the racial profiling, <laughs> this part made me laugh so hard because so when he was like, "Let me pass before I have to pull these hush puppies out your motherfucking ass." <laughs> <laughs> A rhyme for your ass. <laughs> the the FBI agents are basically oh no, I don't know if these FBI agents are these like local police, but they uh somehow plant cocaine on him. Like, look at all this here. It's amazing how you just got out of jail and you're still doing the same thing you got put in jail for. And they call him boy. We're gonna have to take you in. Yeah, they Oh god. Oh my god, these people and they have you Okay, so I'm a huge fan of one podcast um, known as uh, The Bodega Boys, and they have talked about um, Troy Aikman and his racist teeth. Have you have seen? <laughs> <laughs> this man had racist teeth. He had the biggest teeth oh I've ever seen. I'm a girl with a big ass, like, I got an overbite. I got some big ass teeth. But this man is like, where... Did you purchase these chiclets? Because they are humongous. And I was like, ooh, that's the racism right there. That's where it is. It's right <laughs> in his mouth. It's in your teeth. Oh my <laughs> it's right there. Look at Troy Aikman. Next time you like fucking, if you ever happen to be Googling around, look at Troy Aikman. He's got him. I don't know nothing about him. But um, those teeth are huge. So <laughs> he had like huge racist teeth. They're like racially profiling them. He asked me about all those black bitches working for him. And Dolomite, you forgot. And the white bitches too. Yeah, the white bitches too. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and they also like, they also like, you know, physically assault him. And then, <laughs> which is, okay. 
So Dolomite just goes and like karate kicks them in the back <laughs> and punches them and like knocks their asses out and then sprinkles the coke on them. And I was like, this seems yes! very fantastical. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, he fought the police. He and beat what? the police ass, knocked them out, and sprinkled the crack on him. He sprinkled the cocaine on him. Yeah. Like, he just took the coke and like flipped it down on the one dude. He covered in cocaine and then he took the uh, the bag, what was left, and stuffed it in the other officer's mouth. And I was like, <laughs> I was so shocked. And I like literally like cheered. Like I was like, oh my God. Like it was like a multitude of emotions. How many times does this actually get to happen to black people in in real life? Like never. 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 never, never. That would never never fucking happen. Especially not now. Never. Holy shit. No, it would not happen. No. That sounds like, oh my God. It's heroic. Dolomite, this is (laughs) I know Dolomite is a hood hero, bruh. Mm -hmm. Uh and then okay, so after this, there's the scene with like the church. And the preacher... Um, that was weird as It well. was really weird. And I didn't really understand what was happening because, like, there's a lot of, like, Black nationalism within his, like, sermon. And he was talking about how the government steals, which, I mean, true that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cops come in, like, the same cops. So I guess they've recovered from getting sprinkled by... Uh, <laughs> and maybe they did the coke. I don't know. But they kind that of... one the the one officer did do a bump Ashley when he oh, was he trying did? to plant the coke though. Oh okay. yeah, he was like, uh huh. What is this, Dolomite? And then he was like, he's like, huh, cocaine. I see. I and see. I was like, your, I, I see you're very familiar with it. Shit, you just put up right up there, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no spoon or anything. He's like, oh, cocaine. But they so the they're looking around the church for Dolomite. I guess they assume he's at the church. Don't know why. But they find all these like the stash I mean, he of guns. dressed for church though. He was he is dressed for every Easter Sunday from now until infinity. <laughs> but they yeah. so they find these guns and the preachers like they're gifts from the big man for the fourth okay, I think he said the fourth ward. The first time I thought he said yeah. the fourth war. And I was like, wait, is this another I mean, yeah. is this another race war situation? Do we have another race war about to happen? Which Yeah applies because i mean they said it's been case of the niggas like they literally like he, that's literally what the preacher's like and this is a black preacher and he's like i they're prepping for whatever shit goes down which i guess they're i guess i would assume after after the civil rights movement and after the assassination of martin luther king and of Mar- malcolm x i'm pretty sure the government was like on high alert about like okay when's the uprising gonna come because yeah so i wonder if if yeah. that was part of it but i mean later on we find out like who's supplying the guns and it's white guy and so i just thought it was weird because the first time i watched it i was like i don't understand what's happening with all these guns and also are they going to use is is he going to use the guns against other black people after just sitting up here and talking about the government be stealing or what? Like, what side is the preacher on? I don't know. But they don't find Dolabite. The pre- preacher was just on his own shit. 
Like he's like, I'm just out I here. I think he was just doing him. Yeah. I mean that makes him sense. Being a holy man. He, I guess he's just trying to <laughs> trying to figure out I guess trying to hold his own in a like a bad situation. But yeah, so we get to the part with I guess okay. I called him hamburger pip. I think they also called him creep creeper. I don't really know. I think mm-hmm. hamburger creeper I'm, or hamburger pimp. I personally am a big fan of hamburger pimp. I think it's perfect. I would like to be the French fried pimp. I feel like it applies to me <laughs> because I could live off of French fries personally for the rest of my life. But it's a great nickname. It's a fantastic nickname, actually. It is. And I think Dolomite comes and finds him in the parking lot. Is he wearing another suit? He had a lot of different uh, suits. And he was dressed in a new suit. I forget what. It, I think it was a more traditional. It might be casual Dolomite where he was wearing like a, a 70s style like shirt and like oh, I, brown pants. I think it was like yellow with like purple trim. It was very. <laughs> I was not expecting. He kind God, I was about to say he looked like a Q, but let me not do that. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it was the wrong. It was the wrong color story. Anyways, this is mostly yellow, not mostly purple, but it's still. I wonder. <laughs> now I need to know: is there some sort of Greek affiliation? I would like to know. I'm going to Google that. Uh, you, we might be surprised. Honestly, I would. You, you know, I've been surprised more than once. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> So yeah, so basically he, he meets up with Hamburger Pimp um, to figure out what's going on with the the supply of guns in the neighborhood and guess what's been happening in the neighborhood since he's been gone. Oh, it, we forgot to mention that his nephew was killed. Yeah. That's like a, earlier in the movie. When, mm-hmm. That was something important for him, I think. Like, what was his nephew name like jimmy or some somebody mm-hmm. jimmy got shot yeah I, 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 I could be talking about degrassi but you know what i'm talking about christ pretty <laughs> <laughs> i do god buy sport scorpion on itunes i'm just kidding I don't, i've never <laughs> i just kidding. i never listened to it so i'm i'm lying i've just been laughing about this ashley do you love me are you <laughs> You see, you say that. You say that. I literally have no idea what you're talking about because I have not listened to a single oh, note. Except how for can you escape that? I have. Like, I didn't even. Can, I had no idea what feelings me. was until like yesterday, and I was like, "Oh no, I won't be, won't be doing that today." I want to live in your world. I'm just here for the memes and the Discord <laughs> and the gifts. I'm only there for the gifts, like every other situation on Twitter. I'm only here for the gifts. But oh, uh, so, so okay. So they go back to the house to, I guess, to Hamburger Pimp's house, which is Hamburger Pimp had a nice house. Was it a it trap house? Like a crack house? But it was like a it, nice. I feel like it. It was supposed to be, but it wasn't. Yeah, it still had. I mean, it had like shitty wallpaper, but then stuff was still intact. Yeah, and there was lights on, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And he actually, and Hamburger Pimp, did you see, did you see the do, the other dude that, that Hamburger Pimp asked to watch the car? He kind of like looks all spaced out and like, kind of like, what the fuck do I do with, with this car? Oh my God, no. He was just kind of like, oh my God. like leaning. He was kind of on a, like a permanent lean and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and okay. So this is when we, I thought Hamburger Pimp was just doing like coke, but he's like shooting up. 
which always mm-hmm. freaks me out. Like you don't see it in the movie, like directly. It's like the angles from behind him, but that always like freaks me out. Like, I always get kind of like squeamish when I see that. But yeah, so he's telling him about, I guess, what's been going down in the neighborhood, and the fucking cops come <laughs> again. <laughs> just like they this just burst in. Yeah, they just burst in, and Dolomite like karate chops them, and I forget why <laughs> they arrested him for murder. But I don't know who they thought they who they said he murdered. Uh, hamburger pimp. Oh, because hamburger pimp got killed. In the scuffle between the police, because the police officers are trying to kill Dolomite. Yeah, they are. And somehow, Hamburger Pimp got killed, and maybe an officer did, because Dolomite was karate kicking folks again. Like, Mm -hmm. Dolomite only, like, shoots a couple people, but he karate kicks the shit out of everybody else. Like, Yeah, everybody gets those hands and feet. There's a scene like after this that like he goes to confront Willie Green and Willie isn't there mm-hmm. about like giving him his club back. So he comes in and he fights everybody and he knocks everybody out. They all have guns and then Willie comes in like, "What happened to y'all?" And they like, "Don't nobody came in here and he kicked everybody ass. There's ten niggas with guns, and it was just him, and he ain't had no guns." <laughs> and Lily yeah. gets so upset with him and killed a man. But that is a true like test. That's how like Dolomite live his life. Like he can shoot folks, but he is also gonna karate kick you in your face, and I appreciate it. He's definitely gonna karate kick before he reaches for a pistol. Except for that one point. <laughs> he said, dance, honky, dance. <laughs> dance, motherfucking dance. Uh, okay. So, there is a, okay. I feel so bad for saying this, but I'm going to say. So, there's a guy who looks like Steve Harvey. <laughs> Who's a cop. <laughs> Wait, I was drinking water. You almost killed me. But it's true. It's the mustache. It's that big ass mustache that like oh. every, I guess like guys in the seventies. But like somehow, you know how people can't let go of a decade. That is Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has not let go of the seventies. Uh, I don't think. I can confirm. I can. I can honestly, legitimately, confirm that that is what Steve Harvey looked like in nineteen seventy four. Like. <laughs> legit like i'm not i'm not joking i'm not talking shit that is what he looked like well now he went to high school with my mother did he really (laughs) yes he went to high school with my mom i'm about to google it she said um his real name honestly is broderick steve harvey um she said that nobody liked him (laughs) well girl and that he wasn't that funny so I mean, like, if I can find her yearbook, I'll take some pictures to show girl. you guys. Oh, I just found one. But he didn't have a mustache, but he still has, like, the same <laughs> facial structure. It's weird. He's an afro. Yes, he he was a, a tart letter. That is so... That, that's, uh... That is so Yep, strange. that he went to school with my mom. 
I've never if he shaved his baby oh my god somebody put like a, a like a, a photoshop version of him now without a mustache and it's scary so maybe he does need that mustache to stay because holy shit <laughs> holy holy shit okay so off track <laughs> um so the cop the Steve Harvey cop is I guess he's like an outside <laughs> I guess he's from like another jurisdiction and he's like FBI or something and he's asking about Willie Green, and he oh yeah he asked the the Reverend about Dolomite and Willie Green. He asked if he works for either of them, and the Reverend's like, "I work for the Lord." <laughs> <laughs> and see, like okay, the Reverend was with a plus size, a BB dub. Oh yeah, and they're sleeping together above <laughs> the church, like right above, like the apartment that he has is in the building of the church. He's like right above like and, the sanctuary. <laughs> and he's like, just get your black ass up and hide or some shit. And I was <laughs> like, wait, told what? Her, he definitely told her like, wait, okay, wait. I wrote it down. Just shut up and hide your black ass. <laughs> and I was like, All what? Right. It was like a BB dub, and she had like a really cute like silver and black wig with like real tight church curls, mm-hmm. but not like them Easter Sunday curls, but like them, they were more like freak knit curls. You know, like them early 90s freak knit curls. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's what they were. Oh it was God. a cute, it was a cute wig or hairstyle. It was cute. I liked it. And she just had to like duck out the frame so damn fast. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Okay. So, um, and yeah, oh, I forgot. There's also a part where he like, the Steve Harvey guy like finds the ladies' underwear. I call them bloomers because they definitely were bloomers. <laughs> they they was bloomers, Brad. They was bloomers. They was bloomers. And he threatens the reverend, and I was like, okay, can you snatch up a reverend? I guess, I guess you can. <laughs> if if in this instance, if you see him having sex above the fucking sanctuary of his own church, I don't know. Uh, and then just well, mind your business. <laughs> I think. This next scene is the one with the girl with the big ass wig. This is a wig moment. This is a huge wig. I'm not even sure what was in the wig and how it got to that height. But it was enormous. is it like the Morticia Adams freak Nick wig? Another freak Nick wig? Yeah, it was kind of that like was a- like pull up. Yeah, and it was like a big old kind of bubble <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like it was very big. And I because she's <laughs> I was like, where did the budget did the budget all go to the wigs and the outfits and the yes. production? Like the actual yes, settings right. and stuff and scenery and set design. Because that's where all of it went. That's where every last penny went because that wig was big as shit. I was like, what how heavy is it? I just want to know. It was like a Trixie Mattel level big ass wig. <laughs> Like oh, it's, it's like it hurts. It looks like it's a little stressful on the neck. Uh, and so yeah, the girl who with the big ass wig is apparently been stealing, which I don't think we see her again. Do we see her again? No, because she get kicked out she for just, stealing. Because these hoes shouldn't be stealing, bruh. No, I just thought that maybe she went with Willie Green, but I can't remember if she like went to like a rival house. No, I don't think we've seen that wig again. <laughs> It was a good wig. It should have been on screen more. <laughs> I'm upset that it wasn't. Oh, 
Like that that was another like weird scene that didn't have anything to do with the the story. It does it didn't. Um and like eventually we find out that the police are working with um a corrupt like a corrupt city official and Willie Green mm-hmm. somehow. And like the story kind of switches over to like a party at the um the councilman or somebody's house he, i think he's, he's having a party i think he's the mayor i'm i remember hmm. he's like i remember writing down he's the mayor um but i don't know what kind of it feel like like a campaign almost like you know how like a fundraising party although it was at his house so i didn't i didn't understand if it was like an election year or what have you i did write down that the lady who introduced him, which is like a black lady um, with a very large beehive wig, uh, which is another great wig moment, says that this white guy, this white mayor, has done more for the blacks than anyone. And I was like, Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> it just took me to like parts when people talk about like certain politicians like now. And I'm like, oh, no, no. And then they're like. Bill Clinton, yeah, everybody's favorite black president. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, shit, really? Like, you, uh, no. And then, and then the dude does like a um, he does like a a, a Richard Nixon impression, but like one of the ones where he's like kind of like the I am not a crook, Richard Nixon. <laughs> and I was like, mm, right on the nose, aren't we? I was like this. Too close, too too close. This is literally just happened. You're flying too close to the sun, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the mayor is basically the the I guess the the source of all the bullshit with the, regarding the, mm-hmm. the guns and the drugs and, and and you know he's doing so much for the black community and he's you know the source of everything <laughs> of all the problems and he's the one i think he has the hit out on dolomite too right yes because he realizes that dolomite is not going to let him run things like he's been running since he was locked up mm-hmm. so he is upset about it and he also i feel like he also kind of like puts a bounty on dolomite's head too so yeah he does he like it's him it's the police and eventually i feel like it's him he wants willie green to get rid of dolomite Mm -hmm. um and like if he gets rid of dolomite then willie green can continue his business with no problems yeah so there's which willie's little motivation because i guess willie doesn't give a shit as long as i guess he's making money Especially now that he won't have yeah. encroaching competition, and he'll make way more money. So what? I guess did we get to the party? There's another party. The uh club moment. Oh, that that party where they have like a dolomite review. Yes, they have a dolomite or- review. Basically, well, dolomite takes over the club, and then it's called oh, it's called the Total Experience. That's the club's name. Okay. I thought it was gonna be like the total deal of my experience, but it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and Dolomite is wearing another um 
had her blue suit. They have a whole like thing where like all the people like kind of come in. You see all these different outfits and furs and it looks like the players' ball. Very very dramatic. It does look like the players' ball. (laughs) It really does. There's lots of hats and all kinds of stuff. I think there's some some leopard print. A couple leopard print moments. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's very extravagant, honestly. Uh, and. What is okay? There's like a band there. There's mm-hmm. they okay. They dance like Jackson. They dance like the Jackson Five, but they play like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. I think they're called Revolution Fire. Yes, Revolution Funk or something. Because there's a lot of like synchronized movements and like dips and and all kind. And they all have like kind of like matching. I believe they all had matching afros, and I was like, this is so much happening. In this, and they're all dressed in white and like sparkly stuff. And I was like, this is very, very extravagant and dramatic. And I think it's all for this grand opening. But the audience doesn't look like they're into it. I was very confused. I was like, did nobody hype them up <laughs> and tell them, like, hey, look excited. You're at the best night. You're just, the, you know, you're at the best club in town on the best night of the year. Like, you know, it's kind of like sitting there, like, all right. I mean, they just like, uh, I guess. Where are the girls? <laughs> like when they gonna when we could drink. We, like yeah. When this party really started. When is craft services gonna come out and give us food? <laughs> so I feel like is this doesn't the party kind of get shot up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something happens where I think this is where Willie comes back. And start shooting at folks and ends up being killed. Yeah, Willie's at the um, at the party, and Dolomite ends up like he makes it out of the club. Like he makes it out okay, and I feel like he comes into contact with the police officers again. I think he gets shot. But before we talk about that, I know you want to talk about the the thing about the monkey, the signifying monkey, the little the. The rap. They keep calling it a rap. I refuse to call it a rap, but they keep the limerick. Yes, I wish I wrote down. It's a. It's it's a it's a piece of art. Like this whole movie is art. But like, if I ever become like, if I wanted to become an actress and I was like auditioning (laughs) for roles, I would do this little limerick monologue, whatever it is. Because it's so great. Like, I can't do it. But it's about a signifying monkey talking shit to a lion. Yeah, he says the lion. He tells the lion that the elephant's been talking shit. And then the monkey goes to the lion. No, the lion goes to the elephant. Like, what the fuck is up? And gets beat down. And (laughs) the lion gets his ass ass. whooped. Uh, his ass. What's the part is this motherfucker? Motherfucker monkey, can't you see the, the elephant? You're standing on my goddamn feet. <laughs> this is so much, and he's and Dolomite's in like this big ass silver cape. This is like a whole another outfit change. And I like Google this because they they have. I guess this is more than one. There's more than one version of this. So there's like apparently, according to the great. Uh, Wikipedia archives. Um, 
that this is like a, a like a piece of like folklore but this is like the same premise like the the monkey is being messy and tells the elephant no tells the lion uh that the elephant's been talking shit and you know the elephant had nothing to do with it and the lion gets his ass beat by the elephant which makes sense <laughs> and then the lion comes back and tries to fuck up the monkey i don't really know why they included this little poem in the movie although i looked it up and apparently more like rudy ray moore had an album god the album was called this pussy belongs to me <laughs> and this was on it uh, bruh i'm uh, so i'm so upset oh uh, what yeah i was like was this album title did people buy this album did they have to put this in like in brown paper uh, yeah i feel like <laughs> this is definitely like a mom's mably situation where you can't be sitting outside in public with that. Yeah. Like they it gotta to, be a secret. They gotta keep it behind the counter. You gotta ask mm-hmm. Madden asking for it by name. <laughs> can I, can I, can I have that uh I think it, it was probably called Dolomite. Like that Dolomite? Like I feel like they wouldn't call it by name. No. I feel like they would just refer it to as the latest Dolomite. Do you have the Dolomite album? That's how I feel. You know the one. You know the one. Huh? We're here, right? <laughs> We're here on the one. Right? The new one? You know? Yeah, not that other yeah. one, but this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't really know why he had this in the movie, other than the fact that it's a part of his act. Like on his like actual stage. I... But it's like the highlight of the of the party. <laughs> yeah. Like it has like a whole dedicated moment and no, i'm like yeah. mm. this is like he's got like dancers and all kinds of stuff with like feathers and... <laughs> the dolomite they're called the dolomite dancer god <laughs> when i was on indb and i was um like looking up stuff about the movie all the girls in the movie are dolomite girls they don't have any like dolomite like, girl yeah they don't even have numbers like, eight Mm-mm. i don't think they had numbers i think they were just all dolomite girl dolomite girl dolomite girl so the dolomite dancers <laughs> is appropriate <laughs> as well <laughs> oh gosh but yeah so there's so there's a huge fight uh and he gets shot in like i guess like a like in his one-on-one with willie green he gets shot but where he got shot at i was like you should maybe not be standing he got shot like directly in the heart. <laughs> he bro. really did, like on his like, <laughs> like, left side. Like it's like your heart is right there. It's not your shoulder. It's like it. He was like bleeding. I was like, "Don't like should be dead." Yeah, like he shouldn't have came back. Do you know the other from that? So you know the other thing about this too is since we're talking about what he's wearing, he changed his outfit again between when he was up on stage. <laughs> And he put it into the, because you could tell the blood because of all, he's changed into like a white tux. It has a tartan, like, color scheme. And just even, and the fucked up thing is, is that it was not the same outfit that he was putting. Because there's like a, a scene where like one of the girls gives him a message from Willie Green. I guess that Willie Green's there or whatever. And he's in one outfit that was not the same outfit as the one he was on stage in. And then when you see him again in the fight, he's got another different outfit. <laughs> 
like the entire budget went to wardrobe. I am sure of it. His wardrobe, like not everybody. Oh no, not everybody. Just his. Just just Dolomite's wardrobe. There is no who else. Just Dolomite. Yeah, I was like, you had like three different outfit changes in this one scene. It was magical. Uh, so yeah, so uh oh, we didn't talk about the karate. There's a lot of karate in this scene too, like really great. <laughs> karate scenes because i think everybody knows karate like the cooks knows karate some of the girls are you know slicing dudes up and stuff steve harvey shows up out of nowhere like steve harvey the cop not the real steve harvey <laughs> <laughs> i just want to make the distinction steve harvey is not in this movie unless he is and if he is i didn't know <laughs> uh, he was still probably finishing his education when he when this was being that, shot. yes that's fair that's fair because he Steve Harvey's not that old. Um, but then the Steve Harvey guy, he shoots Willie. Like, once Willie is, like, um, I guess passed out. Because Dolomite does this weird, like, I don't want to say it's, like, a karate move. But the way they make it seem is, like, it's, like, the most painful thing you can ever. You know how they have, like, this sort of, like, secret uh, karate moves that will, like, fuck up your uh, pressure points or whatever? <laughs> it was, like, that. It was, like, some sort of weird hit to, like, his <laughs> Like his, I guess, like his diaphragm. I don't know. <laughs> like he like screams out in agony, and then Steve Harvey, the cop, comes and shoots Willie. Like he doesn't even give him like any sort of we can arrest just him. Like, he just, yeah, he just pops him. And I'm like <laughs> shit. Like you aren't even gonna take him into into custody or anything like that. And so, <laughs> so the mayor gets notified about. Uh, about everything that happened at Dolomite's club. And then there's like a scene where he's having, so when he gets notified, he's having like a threesome between his wife and a black lady. That's not the same black lady with the big wig. I don't know why they showed no. this. <laughs> I have no idea why they showed like, this either. I guess he's just living high oh on the hog. God. That almost made me throw up. Like, that was another, I was like, this is gross like it's just this big fat like white dude bald in he looks like wallace sean oh no (laughs) admit it he looks like wallace sean no he does no (laughs) no he does no no like that made it worse like sorry guys wallace sean is great i don't ever want to see him in he looks no kind of sexual situation with nothing on Wallace Sean. He, he looks exactly like Wallace Sean in parts. Like he does. No. I don't make the rules. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't make the rules, okay? I just know. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, why are you like this? <laughs> why are you like this? Why are you like this? I just wanted everybody to know. He just looks I don't even know what his name was, but he looks very similar to Wallace Shawn. Watch him be like a relative. That's Wallace Shawn cousin. <laughs> yeah, like that's Steve Harvey's, <laughs> Steve Harvey's cousin is the cop. Steve Harvey cop is actually related yeah. to Steve Harvey. <laughs> yes, yes that, that is a fact, actually. It's a fact now. Yes, that is our uh, our alternative black exploitation fact. <laughs> so 
Uh, okay. Why did he kill? Oh my god! Okay, wait, like, w- the lady, the black lady, was that one of? <laughs> was that one of Dolomite's girls? I'm assuming it was because the black lady. I think that's the girl who left. Okay, like I think it's the girl who left and um went to work for Willie. And that's, I think that's the same girl who, um, uh, what does she do? She, he was with, that was one of the unsexy sex scenes. Like, that's who he was, I think that's who he was with. Yeah. At that time. Okay. So she, she pulls a gun on the mayor while he's taking this phone call in the bathroom. And then the wife runs up and tries to like, I guess, in like intervene and the lady, like the black lady, shoots her, and like in the shower. So the lady, the the wife is like dead. And then there's like a Ashley, a, Ashley. Wait, before before she shoots the white, she's like, I can't wait to send you to hell on this damn toilet. And I was like, shoot this now. Do it. Shoot him on the toilet. Do it. Oh my I was god. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Stunning dialogue. I don't know why this movie doesn't hey, have. Hey, wait to see. I don't know why this movie doesn't have more recognition for this, honestly. Because this deserves so many Oscars. <laughs> Oscars uh, for best wardrobe. Like, duh. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Original screenplay. Hello. All of it. Just give it. Just, <laughs> we have to retroactively give this awards. <laughs> so there's yes. a scene. So like, okay, this part sucks though, because the tiny mare somehow manages to strangle this lady, this black lady. Yeah. Which I don't know yeah. how, because the mare is, I'm not kidding. He does look like Wallace Shawn. Like he's short too. Like. No, I don't know how he managed yeah. to like overpower her, but it you know they show that part, which sucks. But meanwhile, while this is all happening, Steve Harvey, the cop, tries to sneak into the mayor's house, and the guards try to like frame him to make it look like he OD'd. Like they're gonna like in- I think they're gonna like inject him with something or and push him into the pool with the uh, heroin or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit, we are And they tell him exactly that. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's like the it's like the villain monologue. <laughs> like the misplaced villain monologue. <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything I'm going to do to you. Actually, but like didn't they tell him to hold still? They might have. Like I would be surprised. He he's like, "We going to we going to put this dope in your arm, so like be still." He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't run. Yeah, we're gonna put this in your Don't think about. And he's like, hey, what's that behind you? <laughs> <laughs> he really, yeah, it was basically that. <laughs> Look over there. <laughs> and I was like, what? Then he like kicked one of them into the yeah, pool. He did. Or something. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh my god. So. So I guess the mayor has escaped with like a bag full of money or something. Like he's he's he gives chase. Because so there's a chase scene. Me being a nerd, I like Googled the street they were on. I wanted to see if it was still there. It's still there. It's very pretty. <laughs> it's like somewhere like in the hills. I think it's like in Beverly Hills or somewhere. It's really nice. Uh and so the mayor has managed Okay, why does the mayor have his own private plane? It's like a little <sighs> propeller plane. 
I guess he's that rich. I have no idea. I guess so. I guess. And and so he tries to escape into like in the little propeller propeller plane. And then Steve Harvey, the cop, shoots him. So nobody even gets like I mean, I guess it's clean, like a clean ending. There's no like due process <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> But nobody like no gets, at all. Yeah, everybody just gets shot, and it's like, all right, mayor's de- the mayor. The mayor is dead. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> like that won't have enormous implications later on, but whatever. Uh, so the hit is still on Dolomite, <laughs> and this quote made me cry, dude. <laughs> Steve is telling Dolomite there's a hit, and he's like there to help, and Dolomite's eyes. <laughs> Dolomite says, I thought you were just another one of those jive-ass Rudy Pooty cops. (laughs) (laughs) And I lost it, like. (laughs) Oh my god. I fucking died, man. I died. So. (laughs) I think I rewound it. I rewound it just to make sure I heard him right. Oh my god. Oh gosh. So <sighs> So this is the final fight. Dolomite get He is shot in the fucking heart. He has hemorrhaged everywhere. But he's just in a sling in the hospital. Yeah. In his like blue silk pajamas. <laughs> and no cotton. They the police officer like told the receptionist that Dolomite if anybody's looking for Dolomite, tell them that he's in this room when he's not so they can, like, catch whoever's after him. Mm-hmm. And, but somehow, the I think the nurse messes up and gives the right room um, because the cricket cops come in and they're ready to kill Dolomite. So Dolomite, get out of bed and start karate chopping people again. How the fuck? Kicking, kicking people. Like, remind you, he got shot in the heart, y'all. And he's like kicking people and hi, ha, and shit like that. And then Steve Harvey come in and just be like, poop, poop, and shoots him. Like, shoots the cops dead. In the fucking hospital. And, How did no one show up? And, and Dolomite was like, what? And he's like, don't worry about it, Dolomite. You you can go on now. You you free. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Dolomite was like, wait. He's still like, what? He's yeah, like, I when, got this, Dolomite. You good? This this is when Steve and Harvey the like, cops says he's okay. FBI. <laughs> and then he says like, I ge- I guess he's there to investigate the corruption on the police force in addition to the corruption in the government or the local government and and then he has these black officers arrest the crooked crop crooked crooked cops excuse me and, and then there's like all this like very like rough i guess they they take their revenge on on the white cops and like rough them up against the wall and stuff when they're trying to i guess handcuff them that scene kind of goes on for a little bit Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess it, you know it's nice. 
<laughs> so Dolomite's free, but then they closed his club because of all the shit that happened. So he still didn't have his fucking club. And they ask him what he's gonna do next, and then the song plays, and that's like the end of the movie. It's like I I I recorded it. What is it? I think it's called Flatland. I think this is Rudy Ray Moore's like actual like it's him because he does the he does the um the theme song too. He yeah, I feel like he did everything. Yeah, he was definitely like I'm writer director star. Well, he didn't direct, but you know <laughs> all the all of the above. Overall, Ashley, what did you think of Dol- Dolomite? Uh, I think it was like well, I think this is like my first, I guess, official black exploitation movie, and it is very it's hilarious in parts and it's confusing in other parts, and I think it just adds to the, like the character of the movie. Like I don't hate it, and I don't think it's like the world's perfect movie. Although I feel like you feel like it's the world's perfect movie, but it's entertaining. <laughs> This, I mean, there's some parts I was like, "What is this?" But then I think, you know, it's 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 for the time that it was made, which I, you know, was not alive in, so I can appreciate it. And I think it was very, I think some of the parts were just so hilarious. I don't even know if it was like intentionally hilarious or just, or just you know, a product of. Of the production. Accidental. Yeah. Like, sometimes films are supposed to be, you know, funny, and then they end up being funny in different ways than what was originally intended. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's fun. I don't know if this is like, if this is the movie that I would recommend, because there's so many, there's so many different black quotation films. Like, I was looking at the list, and there's Tons. I think there's like one for every like year in the seventies after like nineteen thirty one. So I don't know if I can like say like this is the movie you should watch, but I I do think it is highly entertaining for more ways than one, and also has really great, uh, really great costumes, gowns, beautiful gowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tons, tons of beautiful gowns. <laughs> so I would recommend this okay i would say yes watch dolomite karate kick a man into a trunk of a car mm-hmm. uh fuck up police officers and sprinkle dope on them that was a good thing just the signifying monkey speech <laughs> um somebody threatening to send somebody to hell while they sit on the toilet like there is so much greatness packed into this movie like it it is a masterpiece in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah, it is so great. I love it. I loved it. This was my like first time actually watching it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You can do this in a movie," um, because I I guess that's the point of black exploitation too. Sometimes, like you don't see this kind of stuff in movies. Like mm-hmm. you don't you. You don't see somebody sprinkling drugs on a cop. Like you you don't see that in a movie. God, can you imagine? Can you do that? Could you imagine oh my God, that happening Ashley. now? That would be so oh my god. Ashley. Bruh. I can't I can't even begin to imagine that happening in 2018. Gosh. Like 
it blows my mind because like if you sneeze in the direction of a cop they will shoot you so i that's that's wild that's dolomite is a wild boy but i would recommend it Mm -hmm. so like if you do have brown sugar on amazon which starts at 3.99 a month which is worth it you know, you can watch it, and it's also on Filmstruck, I think. Still, yeah, it's on Filmstruck, it right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, it's out. Um, um, drink when you watch it, or relax when you watch it, and enjoy it, and laugh a lot. Like, I feel like I laughed through the whole thing, because <laughs> it's just, like, scene after scene of just, like, r- ridiculous stuff yeah. happening, and it's like, what? Yeah. And then as Ashley mentioned, like the gowns, like the outfits are great. Like <laughs> they were really good. These hats, these coats, these like wigs, it's all really good. It's a really like um, fun snapshot of a point in time that most of us at least nowadays were not allowed to or not alive to see. So it is it is interesting to watch yeah. for that. And also, I mean, there's some parts that I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know why this is being said, but I'm <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> yes, it, it's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said you didn't have anything to recommend. Not yet, only because my black quotation uh, knowledge is really, really, um. Well, this is it, pretty much. <laughs> at least, at least for actually like true, like made in the seventies movies that are not like parodies and stuff. So I don't really have like a, a true recommendation I can give, but I know you have one. And you actually mentioned it earlier because, like, when I was watching this, the first thing that I actually like thought of <laughs> was Black Dynamite. Okay, like you see. You you literally Dolo Black Dynamite is Dolomite. Okay, like okay. with the karate like the orphanage slash whole house, like Dolo like Black Dynamite being very concerned about like the community mm-hmm. and they had like in the movie, um it, they went to the White House and I feel like Black Dynamite called it the honky house. Okay. And I laughed. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> and I, I, I ugly laugh, but like it's it it's worth your time. And I know they it, have the you got Tommy Davidson, got Cream Corn, like y- y'all watch watch Black Dynamite. I know there's like, the, the watch it. The, um, what is it the the adult the yes. I've seen like snippets. <laughs> I can't remember that was Black was Black Di- Was there a show called Black Jesus or am I making that up? Yes. That's okay. a very different show, but there is okay, also Black Be- Jesus. Okay. So I feel like I've seen one or two of these shows, like clips of them. But I know I've seen like there's a picture on Tumblr from like forever ago of like all the um all the illustrators on Black Dynamite, which I believe are all black, at least the ones in the pictures i saw which is very um rare <laughs> and especially like even yeah. now which kind of sucks but um so it was nice to see you know a lot of like black creatives especially like black 
illustrators and character designers, you know, working on stuff like that. So I do kind of want to watch it <laughs> just to see. But I didn't know that, I, like I said earlier, I didn't know there was like a movie and a show. So, but yeah. <laughs> the show is very different from the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, there is an episode with Michael Jackson on Black Dynamite. Okay, then I have seen Black so... Dynamite. <laughs> oh, and Black Jesus like... is live action. So Okay, then yeah. Then I think, I feel like I have seen Black Dynamite, because I do remember Michael Jackson being on there, but I do not remember why. But I also remember being slightly like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Um, so... That would be my recommendation. Okay. Um. So, like, trying to figure out what we're gonna do because we do want to talk about another movie. Um. Yes. But I think we're gonna save that for like maybe like a mini thing. Uh. Do you want to do it that way, Ashley? I. I mean, we. Or you want to just go? Well, let's just go and we'll figure out the. The the editing i guess <laughs> hey guys so we reference sweet sweetback's badass song a few times in this episode me and Brittany ended up having a kind of lengthy discussion about it as well as other movies so we decided not to include them as part of this episode just because it ended up being a little bit lengthy and a little longer than we'd want so we are going to release a special mini episode where we talk about sweet sweetback and a few other films, and just kind of ramble a little bit. So if you're interested in listening to that, we will have that available soon. So I guess we should talk about our next film that I'm really excited about. Yes! Yes, me too, because I've never seen it. either. Ever. So I'm excited to watch it and see why, like, I already stand for Pam Greer, but now I want to see why... <laughs> Tarantino stands for because he he loves her like he loves her so mm-hmm. much and you can see that when you watch Jackie Brown um so I'm excited yes I I'm so excited. am really excited it is uh I don't really know how many black exploitation movies have female protagonists I know there's this one there's Coffee which also stars Pam Greer but I'm not entirely sure, so I will have to look that up. I know you got Shiva Baby, you got um, Friday Foster, you got um, shoot, what was the one that I was just looking up? I was going to watch. Um, I forgot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. It is. I was like, yeah, I'm about to watch this. I feel like we've been talking for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> um dang i forgot what it was but y'all y'all know my heart y'all know my heart so i guess um we should do our socials so again guys thank you for listening to us talk all this shit <laughs> we really appreciate it and we love when you tweet at us and want to share your opinions about stuff we really like it and we really appreciate it. It's overwhelming because, like, honestly, y'all, I know I'm going to speak for on my behalf. I feel like we did this for ourselves mm-hmm. just to talk about movies. Um, For me to know that people, like, 
like it or like can tolerate my listening to oh me talk is like wow like wow that's like all I can say about it just like wow mm-hmm. yeah I enjoy seeing everybody tweet at us and I guess if there's any uh I don't know should we ask for suggestions we have a ton of movies we've been talking yeah. about but I, we got a list but like I guess if you do want us to cover a certain movie, we'll be open to it. Like you can email us um, at Black Girl. This one's all spelled out. I got this one. I think B L A C K. Yep, Black Girl Film Club at gmail dot com. And we are Um, so like if you do want us to do a certain movie or have like suggestions for us to like just watch in general i'm always looking for stuff to check out always Mm -hmm. always yeah and i know i know we eventually oh i would like to do like a a a viewer's choice at some point in time but we can discuss that when the time comes because i we have enough movies to last as a lethal lethal 2019 (laughs) we have so many movies on that list uh but you can so we mentioned twitter our Twitter is BLK Girl Film Club, and our website is blackgirlfilmclub.com. And I think Brittany is supposed to post something really fun on there soon about her experience. Yes, I'm working on it. Like brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Yes, my brown sugar. Oh, brown sugar reviews. <laughs> Yes. She's been very, very excited to talk about that for at least like two weeks now. And so we're going to give her the chance <laughs> to discuss yes. all the great parts of, of Amazon's black content. Yes, brown sugar for uh, $4 each month. <laughs> worth it. Everybody go buy that. <laughs> go subscribe. <laughs> A mess. Okay. Uh, is there anything else we want to, I guess, announce, discuss? I know we've been talking for uh, half our lives. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Um, we cover what we're gonna be doing um Foxy Brown next week or next episode mm-hmm. rather. So I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to that. We covered our socials. You can um email us suggestions. You could tweet us suggestions of things that you would like us to cover or talk about. Or just, like, things that you want us to, like, watch. Because I love watching movies, as I mentioned mm-hmm. a million times. TV and movies are my friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. All right. Cool. I'm good, too. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye guys.